1: One of the biggest things is just chemistry with the receivers and learning the timing within the offense. Uh, you know, anytime you have new receivers and new plays, new route combinations, uh, the timing is just different. Um, you know, where you know people end up throughout the play, uh, the spacing, um, and then where each guy like, kind of likes the ball and where you need to put it uh, depending on the play. I think all those things are things that you can only do through lap reps. That is Gardner Minshew.
0: We'll see the progress, you know. It'll be interesting to watch. He's a fast learner. He's got a lot of guys coming back. I think there's a lot of positives for this offense. Uh, Again, you know what's interesting? I said it last night on Jaguars All-Access. The least of his concerns is learning an offense. The guy learns a new offense every year. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's been doing that since high school. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's just just par for the course for Gardner Minshew learning a new offense every single season. That's just standard.
0: But that's that's usually a big concern, especially for a young quarterback, lingo, all this stuff. I mean, it seriously is not that much of a concern. Smart guy anyway. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, he's used to it. Yeah. So And this one, by the way, is fit to him. He had to learn an offense, jump in there and play last year, wasn't even fit to his skill set and yeah. his style.
2: Well, and that's the thing, too, right? And that's a difficult thing, especially in the pros, where it's one thing to learn the terminology, to learn all the plays, learn all the calls and all the checkdowns, all the audibles, things like that. That's one thing. But then you also have to learn what you see from the defense, what the defense is giving you, right? Because every single defense is different. So you have to learn about, it. all right, I see the defense from here, they're in this kind of coverage, I go to here. So, it's one thing to learn it, but it also helps. Obviously, and this is where you know practice comes into play. This is where that scout team comes into play, where you have to give the proper looks. So by the time Gardner Minshew gets into game one against the Colts,
0: he's confident what he's going to do against the, that defense. Absolutely. Uh, hey, an update on Tiger Woods because I know you're waiting. I've thought about this today. Hey, hey, hanging by a thread over here. You know, I probably look forward to Tiger Woods playing mm-hmm. uh, more than any other thing in sports that I look forward to probably outside of a Jags game okay I so like covering the Jags and it's fun the town gets going and all that stuff so take the Jags aside mm-hmm. I look forward to watching Tiger play more than I look forward to the Red Sox but especially this year uh an NBA game uh you name it yeah I can't find another one like I like when tiger plays like what time the coverage start? What time is he teeing off? Follow Tiger Tracker, who's the best follow on Twitter. Uh, okay. He is. Oh, yeah. And he's got a birdie, par. It's not how he does shot. it. Once you go find, follow Tiger Tracker. I, no, I, I see what Tiger Tracker is because you tweet, tweet it all the time. I, I know do. what Tiger Tracker is. Yeah, Tiger yeah. Tracker's sensational. Okay. Uh, but, so when I look forward to Tiger playing... And he doesn't usually play, like, really bad. Like, he had that little stretch when he was coming back where it was Oof, gross. Like, yeah. I, then I didn't want to see him play. Like, I was almost embarrassed for him. Yeah. But he's been playing. Like, he's played pretty well. You can see signs of the game. Ugh, these last two weeks, man. It's like, I don't see signs of the game. Like, I, I feel like I know how Tiger operates. Mm-hmm. Like Tiger's not worried about winning the Tour Championship, the FedEx Cup playoffs. Like he he wouldn't mind playing well and winning that, but he's trying to get ready for Winged Foot in the U.S. Open and the Masters. Okay, he's trying to get his game in shape for that. Mm-hmm. I don't see signs of Tiger getting his game in shape for that. Like I, he he's six over par now. This is a tough golf course, but he's six over par. He's really just knocking it around the course. Is no momentum. Not making any putts. The putter's not getting any better. I thought he was hitting the, the PGA Championship. I thought he hit the heck out of the ball degree Green, I thought he actually really hit the ball well. Just because chipping was awful and his putting was bad. All right. But now it's like leaky all over the place. It's I'm concerned. So now I was excited I get to see Tiger play. Now I'm not excited about the prospects of him turning the corner in his game. It's a bummer. Makes me a little bummed out. It's a bummer. Kuz, you got any thoughts on this? You golf. I don't care if you guys have thoughts on this. You got any thoughts? I'm venting. Tiger, by the way, Ty feels the same way. Ty's like, Ty, what time is Tiger Tinoff? Why is the coverage starting until 3 o'clock? And now he's going, I get home, Ty's going to be like, what the heck? Yeah. I mean, double bogey on the eighth hole? Uh, why can't he play that hole? Eight. Ty thinks he's a machine. That's why. But Sure, sure. No, no emotion, no feelings, no you know, thoughts. Just go out there and do it. But But Ty feels that with me. That's my point. Yeah. That's the only reason I like Ty. He feels <laughs> that. And I'm just being honest here. I'm on the couch once again. And telling you, a Tiger's disappointing me. Even, even trackers got me down. Yeah. Like, the, I almost tweeted at Tracker today and said, hey, man, you got to start giving some positive mojo. Yeah. These tweets are not good. You got me down in the dumps. Getting desperate. I'm going to have to start a Sunshine and Rainbows Club for Tiger and the Tracker. <laughs> Golf protege, Justin Couzot, your thoughts? Uh, you know, he probably... doesn't watch any golf at all. He just, he, but he golfs. He plays now. He, he doesn't watch. He, he goes. doesn't care about Tiger.
1: He,
2: yeah, but he understands the swings you're saying, the chippings, gone to you-know-what and everything. He's got to go back to the fundamentals. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Is that what they're talking about over there? Oh, yeah. He's got to stop the run run the football, doesn't he? Yep. He has to do that in the golf version. So he's got to go back to the mean potatoes. Mm-hmm. He's getting too fancy over here with these uh, hors d'oeuvres, if you will. Tigers mean played about
0: 27 holes of golf, and if he was even par, just even par, like that's bad for golfers, right? Usually now, yep. like on the pro. This course is so difficult. If he could just shoot even par. He'd be top five right now, and in the mix, and I'd be happy. He ain't doing it though, huh? He's plus six. Mm, you hate to see it. Rory McIlroy is two under par. Nicky Matsuyama, two under par. Rory, by the way, finding himself a little bit at say, the right time. Who's winning? Rory McIlroy. Oh, well, he's two under. Oh, okay. That's what I am saying. This yeah. isn't Dustin
2: Johnson's thirty under par to win. No, this isn't one of those putt putt courses. This is the real deal. Holy field here.
0: Billy Horschel, by the way, one over, just three off the lead, so he's playing okay. Yeah, just it's out there because Dustin Johnson is. Uh, let's see... No, I'm sorry. Uh, Justin Thomas is 2-under today, so he's got himself back in it. If Tiger could just be 2-under, he would have jumped up 25 spots. <sighs>
2: All right, I'm done. Hey, by the way, All Wrestling was fun. Because I know how this is going to go, where we're, we're going to go down a Tiger Woods rabbit hole here, and that's all we're going to talk about for the next 20 minutes. No, no, and that that's it.
0: okay. That was a long time. Just no. All Wrestling was fun. Uh, well, tell me about All Wrestling <laughs> in the uh, in the fans. Uh, yeah. It they was... allowed 10% in, by the way, that Correct. was a little practice run yep. because tomorrow, uh, that was a Daily's place. The yep. next one, yep. they were going to allow like 15%. Mm. Cur- yeah, next in.
2: one's 15%, and then the following one could be bigger with the pay per view. Okay. correct. Good for you doing your homework, man. Is that part of the news though? That's part of like the. Well, I know we had a news team there yeah, actually
0: yeah. at AEW, and yeah. because it's the first event in Jacksonville where they've had fans. Yeah. For a sporting event. It is. Yeah. So
2: fans were there. Um, fans were obviously excited. Tony Khan came out to greet everybody before the show, reminding people that you couldn't say, um, some certain curse words because TNT outlaw, like outlaws that. So he had to remind some of the wrestling fans that might have had a little too much to drink, don't say these curse words. So he did that. Yeah. He reminded everybody to keep their masks on, which, um, from what I saw people did. And obviously social distancing was a big thing. Uh, and there was like, you know, social distancing and like COVID-19 like checkers to make sure that people had their masks on the whole time. So overall, great experience. I felt bad for the wrestlers because it was hot last night, man. And they're, they're, you know, they're getting after it. So, um, it was a toasty one. Oh, and you know what? Did you watch the first episode of Hard Knocks? First one, yeah. You know that scanner thing that you stand in and then they take your temperature? Oh, yeah. You have to do that? You did it. They have that. I do it at the hey. state. When I go to Jaguars All-Access oh, now, I that? do it. Yeah. Oh, I thought I was well, like. No, I
0: mean, just to go inside yeah, the stadium. Okay. Yeah. That thing's pretty cool. How awesome is it? doesn't make any sense, though, I does feel it? like I'm 97.7 every time. Good point. So, every time I get my temperature checked, I think I'm 97.7. Am I human? And well, and here's where my why does it never change? Here's here's
2: where my diabolical mind went. Because same thing happened to me. I'm like, uh, isn't this like the average? Everyone's going average. I'm standing in line, average, average. Okay, I'm like, is this thing really working, or is this trying to just like you know, a frame of peace of mind here? My mind went to okay. This is some kind of government thing here, where they get your name and they get your face, ah, and now you're in, now yes. you're in the database. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So you know, kind of like that fingerprint technology they used to have in the
0: phones. I feel like that's all the time. Like people are watching me all the time. Yeah, that's a point. I go point. to the bathroom. I feel like people are watching so me go to the bathroom. Might as well just be cool I'm with it. In the shower, huh? I'm like, yeah, people are probably watching. Might as well just be cool with it. Yeah, for <laughs>
2: sure. For sure, but yeah. So all eight wrestling was fun. Guys spotted a couple times. Hey, we we love the show. Love the show. So that was cool. Very good. And uh, shout out to AEW. Shout out to AEW fans out there listening to the show. Um, yeah. Overall, fun time. Uh, what Is else you want weird? to hear?
0: Well, it's a 5,500 seat place. So there was, what, 550 people? If well, I my math Well,
2: right? keep in mind, I've been to a couple before this without the fans. Ah, I understand. <clears throat> you know what I mean? not have yeah. that VIP access. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So so it's hard for me to speak like the common man when I have the VIP access, when I basically have the Tony Khan backstage pass. You know what I'm saying? Not quite that, but what's up, Tony? But you know what I'm talking about, Brett. So it's hard, for me, to that. it's hard for me to speak like a common man. I didn't ask. But, um, b- but I'll say this. I think, like, because... Listen, at wrestling events fans make the show, right? Like that's what it's all about. And you could tell from the wrestlers like reactions like when fans started to cheer like that that was new to them again, right? Because keep in mind whether I was there with the VIPs or not, it's only like 20 of us, right? Yeah. So it's not going to be clap. that loud. Golf clap. Thank you very much. And they kind of pump in crowd noise, right? Well, this was real crowd noise now. So you could tell a little bit that fans weren't used to really getting after it again. And also the wrestlers weren't like really used to hearing the fans cheer. So it was it was a cool experience. And after that, Chris Jericho thanked everybody for coming out. And um, he had a nice little uh, kind of send-off, let's just say. You know,
0: is, is that a common thing in wrestling? Like, I feel like that. Like, I've seen Tony Khan do that. I've seen other wrestlers before and after shows. Does that happen, like, as it it happened, like, in in WWE over the years? No, so
2: this is definitely, um, this is an AEW thing. WWE doesn't do, at least for the events that I've been to, I've been to a bunch of them. They don't do it. Um, But to me, it started more in New Japan. You know, so like uh, like this, the style of wrestling in New Japan, it's a little different. But one thing that they do is they kind of thank everybody for coming out. Usually it's Kenny Omega. When he was in New Japan, he did it. And now that's kind of transitioned to AEW, which is, I think it's a nice touch, right? Because you're off the air, so it's not live. But the fans that showed up, um, it's, it's like a little special send home gift. And especially, you know, being some of the first wrestling fans to see a live event again, it's kind of a cool memory to well, have.
0: Well, and it's kind of, it feels like you're
2: on Broadway a little bit.
0: Yeah, but, absolutely. but up, let's not – I don't say this lightly. I mean, it's a Broadway production in a, in a way.
2: Absolutely. Right? Well, and listen, and Tony Khan has stated this before. I mean, he got the idea to do AEW wrestling in in the Daily's Place from a South Park episode where they make fun of wrestling being like an opera for being like a play. So, yeah, it goes hand in hand, Brent.
0: Uh, okay, so uh, AEW doing well, and they'll be back at it with 15%. Do you know when the next, next one is? Next show is – Oh, with the NBA playoffs I'm not positive.
2: I think it might be next Wednesday, but then their big pay per view all out is gonna be the following Saturday.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um uh, by the way, we'll have an AEW turnbuckle autograph to for a silent auction item not our Action Sports Shacks Dream 18. Mm-hmm. You can go to dream 18com Two weeks away from the tournament. Only a few spots are left. But come on out. Have some fun. It'll be a limited field. We still have all our favorite vendors out there. And even more we added to it. Food and drink on us. Uh, and also some fun things as well. Uh, you can win a car. From Fields Cadillac, by nice. the way, on a par. One of these days, we're going to give that away, and we're gonna, someone's going to get a hole in one at the Dream eighteen. It, is a new car every single year? Or is the same old car from like? Is it like a 90 Pinto? Is it like a Ford Taurus from <laughs> yeah. the
2: nineties? That's no, a new car. Okay, cool, cool. Right on. <laughs> it just, just, just collecting uh, rust out uh, yeah, there. Yeah.
0: Thanks to Fields Cadillac, it is a new car <laughs> cool. uh, and plenty of other prizes as as well. So hopefully you can come out support Saint Michael Soldiers North Florida Junior Golf Foundation. It's at the golf club at Southampton. Coming up September. 14th and uh, you can register at action sports jack stream 18.com love to get you involved even if it's from a sponsorship way uh you can have t signs it's very inexpensive to get involved and give back to the charities uh but uh, we welcome that if you can handle it all right uh we're gonna have a a guest on from the jacksonville jaguars in just a little bit should we announce it or not yet ah what the heck we'll keep him waiting okay Uh, but before we do that i wanted to get I, I, i shared this article with you guys today, and I was looking back, I said, okay, the sports protests, do, do sports protests in the past, you know, we've seen them, we've heard about them, uh, and by the way, there are a lot more than I even knew about, so it was a great read anyway, do they work, do they, do they spark change, and... I mean, you go all the way back to 1936. I, I'm going to read this little. This is an article, by the way, in The Undefeated. And, and it was back from 2019. But it's fascinating. This from 1936 Berlin Games forced American athletes to decide how best to object to Adolf Hitler's uh, agenda. Harvard track star Milton Green, fencer Albert Wolf of France, and basketball players from Long Island University chose not to participate in protest. On the other hand, track star Jesse Owens and Mack Robinson elected to compete to put a lie to Hitler's uh, precepts of a master race owens won four gold medals Mm. infuriating hitler it said Mm -hmm. robinson the older brother of future sports pioneer jackie robinson finished second in the 200 meters behind owens what was the silver medal worth robinson found out it wasn't worth much the only job that he could find when he returned was a street sweeper in his hometown of pasadena california (laughs) in a silent but eloquent protest Robinson wore his Olympic jacket while working in a white neighborhood during the evenings. The response from residents also said a lot about America. They got the cops to make him take off the jacket. That's back in 1936. So we've seen, like, that's not a uh, uh, high-profile event, right, that we 100 years later or almost 100 years later know about. Uh, Jesse Owens people know about. Sure. Uh, But I didn't know that part about Jackie Robinson. Maybe I'm super naive. Has there been a Jesse Owens movie yet? I think there is. Yeah, I think there is. Okay. I I just think, I mean, like, that's a story that deserves to be told it hasn't been told yet. I'm I'm pretty sure there is. Okay, I got you. Um, We know about Jackie Robinson, but I think this is worth, as you read it, we we know the Jackie Robinson story. Correct. And by the way, August 28th, Jackie Robinson Day, uh, some might argue... It says the Brooklyn Dodgers decision to integrate baseball wasn't a protest, but in retrospect, this act of courage by Jackie Robinson and of defiance by general manager Branch Rickey may have been the single most successful demonstration for racial equality in American history. And it got me thinking about something we were talking about yesterday. Mm -hmm. Branch Rickey, white GM, back in that time, in the 1940s, if you've watched the movie and how that was depicted, if you've read on this, you know Branch Rickey said, the heck with the rest of you. Yeah. Jackie Robinson's playing. Mm -hmm. You know, that was basically it. And it kind of goes back to what we said yesterday and kind of what Chris Conley said a little bit about the quarterback in the NFL. You have to find somebody that you don't think will be what will say something. Someone's going to almost surprise you and do something that you don't expect. And Branch Rickey at that time was doing something people wouldn't expect. Everybody else would just fall in line and say, Jackie Robinson's not playing. Mm-hmm. Branch Rickey was the outlier there and changed the game of baseball and maybe sport forever uh, because of the support, yeah. uh, even though it, it was a, it's a lot longer story than I just told. So I thought that part was interesting when awesome. looking back on this. I brought up Bill Russell mm-hmm. uh, yesterday and in, in the NBA. Um, that was one back in 1961. There's one about women's rights in the marathon. You know, uh, I feel like I've seen this story and the images, but I didn't know much about the story. No woman had been allowed to compete in the 70 years of the Boston Marathon. But after seeing no such restriction in the race rules and signing in as KV Switzer, Catherine Kathy Switzer was issued an official number. Two miles into the race, Boston Marathon official jock simple, official jock simple jumped off the press bus to pull her off the course, but couldn't because of her determination. Her time of four hours and 20 minutes wouldn't have set a record, except that it did. So women's awesome, yeah. Started to race in in the Boston Marathon. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, protest, that worked, right? Correct. Jackie Robinson, protest of some kind. Some people would say protest or not, but that worked. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see what else we got. Fists of Fury. This is a very common image. Tommy Smith and John Carlos. Absolutely. And that's an interesting one, okay, because it's one of the most common images of our time. In the late '60s, a lot changed in terms of civil rights. Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. And, and many others. Mm-hmm. So, I, what I don't know, and I'm just being blatantly honest with you, I don't. I know that image is so powerful. Yeah. What I don't know is if that image and demonstration led to immediate change, or was just part of a grander yeah. protest that led to change. Well, and you know why? I, Which, by the way, changed that we're still talking about today. Absolutely. But it didn't. It did embark on some change
2: Uh, well you know why i love this example right here because it goes to show you that you need everybody on your team peter norman the guy from Australia who got second place. Who's yes. and I, uh, when, when I was in the show with myself, we talked about this guy a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I remember the story. Yeah, yeah, so Peter Norman, real quick, um, I'll kind of summarize it, but it was actually his idea to get them to do what they did and wear a black glove, right? Because they only had two black gloves, and Peter Norman suggested, hey, wear a glove on each hand. You guys can both put your fists up in the air. So that was his idea. And then they, he also got them um, a patch. I said, you know, Olympics against, I think it was racism, something like that. So he got them a patch to wear as well, and then he wore one himself, do in doing that, Australian Olympic team banned him from ever competing again. All right. And and then he was shunned basically for um, you know, decades uh from being able to compete, from use his platform what he's so good at. Uh fast forward then. So he passes away. And Tommy Smith, John Carlos the You know, there were Paul Bears yep. at his funeral. And another cool thing, too, is there's a monument, I believe, I think it's in California. I forgot we're in California, what city it's in. But there's a monument dedicated to Tommy Smith and John Carlos. They want to put Peter Norman in that monument as well, standing with them. Peter Norman said no because I I wanted to purvey that anybody can do what I did. This is your guy's moment. I'm just somebody that helped you guys along. This is your moment. So I want people to stand up there in my spot just like I did.
0: So it's a really
2: cool story. Incredible story
0: Uh, and one that I don't think we knew. We know that picture, but we didn't know. And then remember when you brought that up. It goes to show you, man, you need everybody on board. Honored before Game 2, 1972, of the World Series in Cincinnati, Jackie Robinson thanked the crowd, then took the opportunity to point out that something was missing in baseball. Quote, I'm going to be tremendously more pleased and more proud when I see a black face managing in baseball. Robinson died nine days later, but two years to the day after he said those words, Frank Robinson was hired as the manager of the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. I didn't know he had that profound impact on on that uh, movement as well in baseball. Uh, the example of the battle of the sexes, right? Yep. Billie Jean King, uh, again, women's rights and title nine is in here. Well, that's a huge one, right? Yeah. Title nine has changed everything yeah. in college sports for female athletes. Uh, and there's controversy and, and talk about title nine, mm-hmm. but the bottom line is. It started back in 1976, and we have seen huge change. And that's kind of the moral of this story today is why we're going back and looking at this. What did spark change? Well, that certainly did spark change. Think of another one. Georgetown basketball coach John Thompson walked off the court back in 1989. I'd always heard about this story. Of course, John Thompson went to Providence College, Big East, Georgetown, all that. So, uh, But this was about Proposition 42, which became a big thing uh, about freshmen. Uh, and uh, who were academically ineligible denied scholarships. Uh, and he said, if these kids don't get that opportunity, who are they going to look to? I had to reassure myself I was doing the right thing. I'm sure now I'm right. Mm-hmm. He said other influential coaches backed Thompson up saying the rule targeted black athletes and the NCAA later rescinded it. So big moment. It did spark change. John Thompson, a big name in the sport back in 1989 doing it. Arthur Ashe, uh, it brings up those moments of Arthur, Arthur Ashe as well. Uh, there are some in here that are, are very, like, I didn't even know. Like, how about this? 2012. Did you know this one? Blocked shot is what it's labeled. President Barack Obama invited the Stanley Cup winning Boston Bruins to the uh, White House. But yeah. goalie Tim Thomas, one of the two Americans on the team, bowed out, writing, quote, I believe the federal government has grown out of control, threatening the rights, liberties, and the property of the people. This was not about politics or party. This was about a choice I had to make as an individual. I do remember that one. They're just challenging politics in, yeah. in America. Yeah. Not a very loud one. No. Right? No. And. Well, I'm not sure if it sparked any change. Yeah. Uh, let's just say that. Yeah. what What's interesting to me, okay, is I can go and this list, 2012, 2014, 2014, 2014, 2014, 2015, 2015, 2016, 2016, 2016, all these examples, what we're seeing is it's more prevalent yes. in the last decade. That's the trend. Yep. And some of these are so new, we're not sure if it will spark change yet in some of those but a lot of it has to do with police brutality. Some of it's Colin Kaepernick. And I will say he has sparked change. Mm-hmm. At least it's the way he is looked at by folks in the NFL now. And all you got to look at is Roger Goodell when it comes to Colin Kaepernick.
2: Without a doubt. And I think it's also from a result of the way we look at professional athletes now. Right? I mean, that they have more power than ever. And I mean that in a good way.
0: Pretty wild. It's yes. a good read. Check it out on TheUndefeated.com. It'll educate yourself. Something to share with your kids, too. A little history as they get back into uh, school. It was good to read, at least on uh, my part. Enjoyed it. Maybe you get a chance to do the same. When we come back, a Jaguars player trying to make the roster joins us on Action Sports Jax on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau, uh, Daniel, uh, says we went from hot Cheetos to shampoo, we're raising the intellectual portion of the show. Austin Lane.
2: I'm wearing a sleeveless t-shirt. What more do you want from us, man? <laughs> like, I we mean, are, it's Friday.
0: <laughs> we never said we're a separate intellectual.
1: Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Yeah, I've probably turned down a lot more than I've taken as far as that stuff goes. Obviously, I want to make sure it's something that's not too, you know, time restrictive. I want to make sure that, obviously, first things come first, and I don't want anything that's going to interrupt or even slightly get in the way, even if it's taking away just rest time. I make sure that it fits in my schedule, it fits in something that I want to do, uh, something typically that's kind of fun um, and enjoyable. I hear you, Gardner. I'm the
0: same way. Nothing's getting in the way of my rest time. Yeah. Especially an endorsement or two. It's essential, man. You need your eight hours, Brent. <laughs> you need your eight hours. No way. Brent Martinolo with former Jags player and current MMA fighter Austin Mullane here at Action Sports Jax on ESPN of Your fight's coming up, by the way. Fight's coming up, man. couple weeks away. Putting the finishing touches on a great fight camp. Man, the way I've been working out, I feel like I'm in fight camp. You gonna have that ice
2: bucket ready for me?
0: Absolutely. All right. Up in Charleston. Yeah,
2: and let's you, go you go do ahead. realize I fight in the cage and not
0: a ring, right? Let's not make that mistake again. I've, I've learned. <laughs> okay. Hey, let's not make that mistake again. It's a cage, Coons. It's, it's a, cage. a cage. Okay. Hey, let's. Uh, we've kept our guests waiting long enough. Uh, we appreciate him hanging through the commercial break. Current Jacksonville Jaguar defensive lineman, former Denver Bronco, hails from Georgia Tech, but really hails from Australia. We've. I've never met or talked to adam gotsis all right yeah never never done it but so the question is before we hear from him yes we said okay does he have an accent or not i hope so let's hear it i hope so what's up man (laughs) g'day guys
2: how
1: you doing (laughs) yeah man good good just uh Another day in the books with training camp, and, you know, happy to be down here in Jacksonville, feeling good.
0: How's the heat down here, man?
1: Yeah, it's hot. It's hot. But, uh, you know, we're, we're good. We've got a good training staff and good support staff there that are keeping us hydrated and making sure that we're drinking enough, getting, getting enough breaks and stuff. But, you know, we're putting in that work, so it's it's definitely good down here in the heat.
2: Adam, what is the go-to drink? Are we talking water? Are we talking Gatorade? Are we talking Pedialyte? Or are we talking about something I've never even heard of before?
1: Nah, nah, water, water, man. Uh, you know we've we've done a really good job, especially with all the COVID stuff. And I think uh, you know it's been tough, probably on the facility and the training staff to kind of facilitate all the you know single water bottles and stuff. But uh, you know they've done really awesome. So a lot of water. Uh, there's Gatorades out there. There's a bit of everything. Adam Gotts with
0: us here at Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690, Jaguars defensive lineman. i got to ask you about the COVID-19 stuff. We, we were talking about it yesterday here on the show. One player, and Ryan Pope actually from the Jaguars is the one player, but that's not the story. The story is just one player around the NFL is on this COVID-19 list. Honestly, man, I thought there would be people on and off that list for the entire part of training camp and even some part of the season. Uh, you guys have all had to buy into this, and also the protocols appear to be working. Can you just tell us how bought in guys are to, to get to Sundays and especially September 13th and start this season?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's been a huge team effort from, you know, everyone at the, at the place to the, the coaches to the players. I think, you know, everyone taking that responsibility outside the building as well, uh, you know, to their families, to the, wherever they're staying at. Um, and just being smart, I think, in this time and limiting your contact with people kind of outside of who you need to, Um a lot of and and especially been in training camp you know we're in that football grind so we're we're you know at work we come home we're watching the film we're in bed you know uh, i don't think there's too many guys out and about uh you know this time of year so um you know guys have really just taken that on themselves uh you know the, the people at the facility again have done a great job with tracking and you know making sure we all have masks on um you know on and off the field etc so uh you know, it's, it's just a, a great team effort. And I think, you know, the the fact that the NFL only has one guy in it right now, I think it's is pretty uh, remarkable.
2: Adam, before we start hitting the X's and O's a little bit, because we all hitting the X's and O's, Brent. You know, I'm talking
0: yeah. football with this dude. Oh, listen, but you just you just diagnosed the hoop drill earlier today oh, you practice, better believe so it, man. That's
2: kind of X's and O's. We yeah. You better believe it. But um, so, obviously, your, your story is a unique one, you know, and it's one of a lot of traveling. You come from Australia, essentially go to Atlanta, go play for Georgia Tech. What was that transition like from – obviously coming to a new country, living in the United States, but also what was the transition like going from playing football in Australia and then playing at the collegiate level?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a huge jump. Um, you know, in Australia, I was playing basically in a rec league. Um, you know, would practice once a week on a, on a weeknight and then would play on a Sunday, um, and that was kind of the schedule. So, you know, we might have 30 guys show up to practice. Our middle linebacker was also our defensive coordinator, Things like that, you know. So um, I kind of went from from playing in that to, you know, getting to the college level. And I mean, the college level, it's just a, a whole different ball game. And just in terms of skill sets, in terms of coaching, facilities, everything like that, um, you know, that's better than some of probably the professional like faci- sports in Australia. Their facilities that they have at, at some of these colleges, I mean, it's it's it's, it's unreal.
2: Adam, so as we get more, you know, some talk about defensive line play now and things like that. You come from Denver, right? And um, you're kind of on the, the, the beginning of Vic Fangio coming there back in 2019 and I actually played for him back in Chicago so I know his style a little bit, but I watched some film on you last night. Shout out to NFL Game Day Pass, Brent. It's still free. Check it out, man. <laughs> Take full advantage of that. But,
0: Are you getting paid for that?
2: No, I'm not saying I, I wish I was, man. But uh, with that being said, though, Adam, I noticed that it seemed like your third year, something clicked for you. And it seemed like your third year, the film that I was watching, you were a very dominant player not only in the run game, but also the, the pass game as well and rushing the quarterback back and I always say like it takes guys different amounts of time to get the you know the game of the NFL down sometimes it takes them a year sometimes they never get it right it seems like your third year in the NFL something clicked for you my question to you is what clicked and do you you hope to approach that obviously here in Jacksonville as well
1: yeah I think uh you know there was was a a bit more opportunity for me to be on the field and getting a couple more third down uh, rushes a couple more passing situations and I think that was just from you know that transition from college to NFL, and then finding you know, because certain stuff you do in college might just work in college against those top style athletes. So, kind of you know, finding my my own skill set and developing my own like repertoire on the field and and how I want to play the game and and the game inside the game. But uh, you know, it's definitely a you know, I, I enjoyed being on the field and I think I had a really good feel for the pass game as well as the run. I think. Just getting snaps in the NFL snaps under your belt that's all valuable experience so I think you know I bring a lot of that experience to this Jacksonville team here. Um, you know I've played a lot of a lot of football in the league already and uh, you know I hope to go out and have a great year this year.
2: Well, and I'm glad you mentioned that. You mentioned bringing the experience to Jacksonville. And I always tell – because, you know, keep in mind, I've been on four different teams. And I always tell people when you go to a new team, it's kind of like that first day of school again, right? You don't know anybody. You have to get out there and make friends. Well, you've been in Jacksonville now for a couple weeks. Um, You've been around your teammates, obviously. So I'm going to ask you some questions about some of your classmates, in quotes, teammates. And I want to get your honest answer about them, okay? You ready for this? All right. All right. All right. Who's, who's the most popular?
1: Most popular, I'd probably go with Fournette.
2: Fournette, okay. Most athletic,
1: ooh, Josh Allen.
2: Who who's the class clown? Who's, who's the funniest guy on the team?
1: This is a tough one because we're in segregated lock, uh, like uh, separated locker rooms. Sorry, uh, so uh, we've got two locker rooms, so I've only got half the locker room. But I'm probably going to go with uh. Oh no, Josh Allen's pretty funny. Okay, okay, Josh nice. Allen. And we're in we're in D-line room a lot, so you know that's kind of the guy uh, um, I see a lot. So. Well,
2: and then, then there's always personalities in there for sure. Who's who's the cool. most stylish? And I get we're in training camp right now. A lot of shorts, cool. a lot of sweatpants. Most stylish of the group.
1: Probably Gardner. Gardner. Yeah, uh, I mean, good call. Good call. Just, and, like, <laughs> cut off, cut <laughs> off everything.
2: <laughs> and, and the last one I got. Who is like the most Unique.
1: Um, mm, that's a tough one. But I'm, I'm trying to run through 100 players right now. Yeah. Um,
2: Put you on the spot.
1: I'm going to go with probably gotten
2: Gardner- <laughs> <laughs> him. I was going to help you out <laughs> you and say that too. Well,
1: I was going to say Cassius Marsh, man. You, you know how I'll I, I feel about him. that, dude. Yeah, I was going
0: to say him. I was going to say him. So yeah, yeah, Adam Gotts is with us, Jaguars <laughs> defensive lineman. Hey, let, let me ask you about football right now. How are, how have you been doing? Uh, what do you think? You've been in enough of these camps. I mean, you're playing well. And how big is tomorrow's scrimmage? We started the show today. I think this is a big deal because you don't have preseason games. Guys that are trying to make the roster, guys with last impressions. It feels. I know there are more practices before cuts and and getting closer to the season but you only have about five more of those it feels a little bit more like a final exam tomorrow inside that stadium with the scrimmage
1: yeah to a a certain part I mean and and of course you know that's kind of how this whole training camp has been you know without the without the preseason games it's tough to see guys really in in live action um you know because at at practice you're still getting the, the looks and everything but I don't think any of that kind of simulate the game, go out there, do the warm-up, do everything like that, that aspect of the game, you haven't really experienced that. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a big evaluation day for a lot of guys, and I think, uh, you know, even for the coaches to evaluate what their scheme is and, and what they've got going on as well, you know, things that they, they like, they don't, um, et cetera, too. So, you know, I think most guys are going to treat it like it's, it's it's an important day, you know, it's it's a, it's one of these preseason games. It's getting us ready for the season because, as you said, you know, once tomorrow passes, it's, it's a handful of practices and then it's game week, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely right about that. Uh, you mentioned Josh Allen. Uh, yeah. How good is he uh, from a player's perspective?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think I think he, he's elite for sure. Um, you know, I was, I was in Denver and I got to see DeMarcus Ware, uh, Von Miller, you know, Bradley Chubb, Shaq Barrett, uh, a lot of those guys and I see, I see a lot of that in Josh. You know, he's, he's a young dude that's that's willing to work. I think he's put in a lot of work this off season. I think he's, you know, I, I didn't really know him before that, but, you know, I obviously, uh, saw, saw what he did rookie year. And then, uh, you know, getting to meet him now, I think he, he can be one of the best guys in the game for sure.
0: Adam Gotsis with us, Jaguars defensive line. We're going to let you go in a minute or two. Uh, let me—I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about this. Uh, at times, uh, these meetings, uh, the locker rooms, uh, sports in general, over the last few months, and especially the last few days, have been heavy. There's been a lot more going on than just sports. Uh, the power of the athlete is prevalent right now. Uh, yeah. Can you give us any insight on on how those conversations have been? Uh, in the Jags locker room and Jags virtual yeah. meetings and how much think, they're uh, taking place.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we've had these conversations kind of all throughout since I've been here. You know, initially some of them were just about the COVID protocols, what's happening in the world with that. But, you know, a lot of other things have, have, have happened since. But, you know, we're, we're definitely talking about it as teammates and coaches and stuff, but then as people as well, you know, as young men that have families and have kids that, you know, they have to go back to and stuff. And, you know, one thing that, uh, you know, I think a lot of people, uh, want to see is just for it to stop. Um, and, you know, we're, we're having meetings, we're having discussions talking about, uh, you know, ways that we can help and, and ways that we can, you know, help that, that come forth. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough right in the middle of training camp as well, uh, to do these things. And, you know, I think, uh, the team's doing a great job of giving us, you know, certain time each days and, and stuff like that to make sure that you know we're hurt as humans as well as our, uh as athletes
2: all right i got one last question for you man and then we're gonna let, let you go here but i gotta ask this because i've never talked to somebody from australia before and i may never again so i gotta get this question out there in the airwaves right now every single show i watch about australia they all have one thing in common vegemite what is vegemite do you eat it and have your teammates tried it before as well
1: so uh yeah i do eat it i i enjoy it Um uh, i don't know i just grew up on it it's like, it's like a spread so you can't for example like peanut butter yeah. except it's basically just a super salty uh like black spread i don't know i don't really know how to even describe it but uh yeah it's uh you put on some toast or you know you can put on yeah some bread like in a sandwich or something and uh yeah, it's not too bad. So I've definitely had a couple of my teammates try it. None of them, none of them like it though. So. <laughs> God, I, get a, I get it's more for me. So yeah. acquired taste. Uh, so can you Thank get you. it in the states here? Can you buy it here? Maybe online somewhere. I'm not too sure about okay. the storefront. I don't know if you could probably <laughs> maybe some exotic store. You know, that's just, just hoarding it. So.
0: I got you, Adam Gartz. We appreciate you taking a few minutes, man. And uh, have fun tomorrow and the rest of this camp. And uh, hope to see you down the road. Will do, mate. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Uh, that is uh, Adam Gotzis from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, what I was kind of wondering here. Is, One second, quick. Is that the first time you've ever been called mate before? Nah. Oh no. Nah, oh, okay. We had some. Um, I was gonna ready to celebrate. We had man. some kids from Australia in college. Uh, okay. Soccer. Okay. Guys, I think. Dang. I think soccer players. All right. And so, yeah, I've been called made okay. a few times. I, I never have, so that was a problem um, for me. Okay, anyway, sorry, cut <laughs> you off. Oh, I love how you say you might never talk to anybody from Australia again. Yeah, like are, I, I, <laughs> why? Like you're never going to run into somebody from Australia. I've never
2: met somebody from Australia really?
0: before. I swear, I never have. Yeah, oh, you come out to the Players Championship, and you talk to Jason Day and Adam okay. Scott, obviously, yeah. and ask <laughs> about
2: Vegemite. There we go. But anyways, please go right. I me mean, well, cut well, you by by off. Way,
0: when you were saying the the Vegemite oh. is Vegemite, yeah, so yeah, was veg- going, Baby what? in the background was going crazy. I think she got excited about that. Yeah, yeah, but also I. I thought you were going to say, "I see it in every show." I thought for sure he was going kangaroos. I thought that's uh, where the question was going. I <laughs>
2: know because obviously I watch a lot of cooking shows, right? Because I yeah. don't cook, but I watch cooking shows. And like, if you're in Australia,
0: you know you're touring. Like they always talk about Vegemite. I almost didn't even like. I kind of wanted to ask him, but didn't want to ask. Like you asked him a little bit about the Australia, but I almost wanted to get into Australian rules football a little bit more with him. Sure. But you know he's been asked it like a million times. I he's got to be so tired. Like this, the guys have to ask him all the time. Of course, of course. But, but I do have this question for you, and I want you to answer. Okay. I always say and I'm on I I, people don't believe me. I I believe me when I say I would not go play a series of the NFL for a million dollars. Yeah. I say it all the time. Yeah, you've been very I, adamant I, about I, I, this. I, I have a massive amount of respect for how crazy you people are yeah. for doing that.
2: Also, at the same time, when you got a backyard fireplace, you don't need it. But you're good.
0: That's true. Yeah. Uh, and I, I want to sit in that fireplace. <laughs> um, so, anyway, the – or near that fireplace, not in it. I, I get what you're saying, yeah. So, if I'm not going to do that for the NFL, mm-hmm. what I don't know, because I haven't watched a ton of Australian rules football. I've seen it, but I'm never really locked into it. Yeah. Would I play a series of Australian rules football? Yeah. For a million bucks. Yeah. Like well, do you know much about Australian rules football? Well, it's like, a is like it, rugby. I know. Right? So it, you wanna so, put you up rugby? I know, that's I'm not sure about that. I'm, listen, those guys play without helmets though. I know. Well so it begs the question, right? Which is a safer sport? Rugby Australian I'm, I'm rules to find or are we talking out football? Which one I'm gonna walk out You're of walk out for of. a million dollars and cash my check. <laughs> um you know what? Ah, uh, It's probably go play Australian.
2: I think so, because if you're not wearing pads, you got to be a little more like to me, you can play football and play reckless, right? Like you, I mean, you can use your helmet as a weapon if you want to spear somebody. Right. With Australian rules, football, it's a little more, you know, you got to take it under wraps. Keep in mind. And this is actually a, a cool point here. Pete Carroll. Right, I was. People talk about Pete Carroll all the time, being like, you know, at the forefront of defense and and attitude and culture things like that. Pete Carroll, I have it on good authority, actually like brought in some
0: uh, rugby players
2: to teach their team how to tackle. Yeah,
0: so you know about it. Well, yeah, it was like this new. I don't want to say new, but for the NFL, trying to bring a safer way of tackling. Sure. And he he was at the forefront. I remember the articles and and seeing the stories on it. Now I don't know how that's developed. Yeah. Honestly, Uh, that was like a year or two ago. And I don't know if that's developed into, okay, this is the way we do it. I haven't heard much about it. Like, yeah. Did it not work? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, so uh, you're right, though. I mean, it, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, remember when Maurice Jones drew on and he was saying the same thing? True, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And about his kids playing, I think it was. Yep. And the because ru- he said his kid played rugby. I that didn't hear, hear about rugby that yeah, young. That's right. That, that that's took what it was. was. That's what it was. Yeah, exactly. But there is a safety... Part about rugby, even though it doesn't look it. No, like it, you,
2: well, I mean, and listen, when when guys got cauliflower ear and they're bleeding from their nose, it doesn't look that safe. Let's be honest.
0: No, it doesn't. uh Hey, you have fantasy football drafts coming up, or what? What's the latest? Yeah, well, you guys want to do that, or what? Well, we are, but I mean, yeah. this is like a hot time for fantasy it, football drafts, right? Very hot. Yeah, I mean, very hot. Two time. Weeks
2: away. Yeah, I mean, I would prefer to give out my advice before I make my picks, Brent, because that way you guys can't poach off me. But I, I, can, I can throw something out there if you want it. Well, no, don't now. Oh, okay. I'm
0: just saying. I think we should get we everybody ready everybody. for the drafts.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Get ready for your drafts if you want to send them I to think me. I can they already em. in the
0: books, but no, there's and a bunch from the books. Gardner Minshew first says Bud Light. Exactly. And don't if you win it, then you get, get a beer. Bud Light. And then if
2: you win it with him, then you get a free whatever. You get a
0: free year of beer, right? If, if you, you win, win it draft. with him, if you got to pick him in the first round, though. Correct. Correct. Don't forget that. Correct. You
2: don't forget it's chance to win. Like I think it's a raffle. Oh,
0: chance to win.
2: I heard guaranteed. This is a guy. <laughs> this is a guy who's been in radio a lot. Well, this <laughs> guy who knows beer as well. This is a guy who, a guy Listen, who, who knows, his, hungry, well. a guy who who knows his alcohol gold. with beverages Check as well. That box. This guy knows his drinks. Hey,
0: speaking of beverages, National Red Wine Day. Yeah. Do we need National Red and White Wine Day? Uh, can not do just red have wine, National Wine Day?
2: I don't do wine regardless, so I don't. I'm, I don't even care about it.
0: We should have played out Red Red Wine Day day. That would have been you be forty. Oh, what
2: are we on a cruise right now? So, We're on the Six Ninety cruise. I like that.
0: It has a great tune. Can we set that up? Sponsorship. We're doing the show on a cruise once everything's good, obviously. It's, it's going to be on a That's the only reason I got into radio. I thought that that happened all the time. What are the perks? I thought we were supposed to do shows what on cruises. What are the cruises? perks? We don't have a TV in here. Can we oh, get a boat, can please? We can, get a TV. can we get a boat, please? Come Here's on. our perk. We get to lead it to live, local, loud. It's coming yeah, up next what? on Action Sports. Well, it's on ESPN 690. Thanks for listening to Action Sports <laughs> Chats on ESPN 690. Have a good weekend, everybody. We'll see you on TV, CBS 47 and Fox 30 all weekend long.